Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents, where OP shows his twig and berries to an entitled mom. Our next Reddit post is from Epens. So my girlfriend and I have a high-end wallpaper business where we hang wallpaper in the craziest houses in my city. I'm talking houses owned by NFL players, NBA players, those types of places. They've all been so nice and respectful. I mean, you hired me to do what only I can do. However, it's the everyday people with a ton of money that seem to be the most entitled. If I'm standing on scaffolding hanging wallpaper in a 10,000 square foot house, then your entitled kid running around like a maniac isn't ideal for either myself or your kid. I have blades in my hand that sometimes drop, as well as other materials that could injure him or make him sick if it was consumed. I've consistently mentioned this to the mom, but it fell on deaf ears, so I call my girlfriend, the OG hanger that recruited me. And she shows up immediately because she especially has no tolerance for this type of thing and acts as though she came to assist me. 20 minutes in, my girlfriend mentioned to the entitled mother that her son can't keep doing this because it's endangering everyone. But the entitled mother just brushes her off. So my girlfriend climbs down and starts packing up her tools. She tells the entitled mother that she won't keep working under these dangerous conditions. The entitled mother says, But I have $40,000 worth of wallpaper here. <laughs> and my girlfriend looks at her and says, Well, you better start hanging. Was that a good job? Yeah, but we're booked for months out, so it won't hurt us. Self-respect is more important than money will ever be. Our next Reddit post is from you, Bostabrot. I had this employee who was a woman in her late 30s or early 40s, and she was your stereotypical mombie. I was a good deal younger than her, and at the time, I was like 26 or 27. Right away, it became clear that she had an issue answering to a woman who was much younger than her. She talked back a lot, and made it clear that she felt that she knew more than me and shouldn't have to listen to me when she disagreed. She would frequently bring up the fact that I had no kids and she had four to disregard my management abilities as if that was in any way relevant. Here's just a couple of anecdotes of what I regularly dealt with from her. We had a problem with employees being on their phones excessively with her being one of the worst offenders. I had an employee meeting where I reminded everyone that they weren't allowed to be on their phones at all and that we would be a lot more strict about that moving forward. She interrupted my speech to say, well, the problem is your generation can't handle being off their phone for more than two minutes. I pointed out that she was on her phone all the time too and her reply was, It's different. When I'm on my phone, I'm looking at things for my kids. Not trying to hook up on Tinder or play Candy Crush. I told her the reason people were on their phones didn't matter unless it was an actual emergency and she rolled her eyes. She tried to argue with me about the fact that I would only schedule her during the day and not nights. Nights are more lucrative because customers buy more alcoholic drinks, thus higher tips. I reminded her that when she took the job, she was signing up specifically for day shifts. And most of my waitresses are college students that have class during the day, so there's not any flexibility with their scheduling requirements. She proceeded to yell at me that her desire should trump theirs because she's a mom and she needs more money than them and slammed my office door shut behind her when I wouldn't cave. The final straw was that I heard from one of the waitresses, who I'm very close to, about how she would talk about how she didn't respect me as a manager, and often brought up my lack of desire for kids. She would also apparently say things like, I'm not going to take orders from someone who hasn't even matured past the I don't want kids phase. Between the constant blatant disrespect and the fact that she was barely a passable waitress anyway, I decided to fire her. 
Two other waitresses confronted me, telling me that it was wrong of me to fire her and begged me to give her a job back. They had no defense for her terrible attitude, only she has four kids. If she had four kids depending on her, it's on her that she repeatedly treated her boss like total garbage. It's not like I fired her over one incident. There were countless instances of horrid behavior and blatant disregard for authority that she openly and shamelessly stated was rooted in ageism and my maternal status. So, yeah, it's a shame that her kids had to suffer for their mom's behavior. But that's her responsibility, and I have no regrets for throwing out the trash. Down in the comments, we have this story from Rainbow Panic Attack. We had to fire a manager a few weeks back, and she had a sob story about how she really needed the job. Because she was a single mom of three kids and how she would do anything to make up for my slip-ups. Her slip-ups being locking the men's room so our new employee, who is trans, was forced to use the girls' bathroom. Sticking gum in a girl's hair because she didn't want to tie it back. And stealing tips on top of making new rules targeting the girls. Which included targeting our trans employee because she's a girl, not a boy. Thankfully, the owner didn't care about her home life and stuck to his decision. The new manager isn't much better, but she at least isn't a bigot and hates everyone equally. This story about the manager hating everyone equally reminds me of this court case that I read about on the internet a while back. I read this a little while back, so I'm a bit fuzzy on the details, but as I recall, this guy was getting sued for discrimination, like racial discrimination or sexual discrimination, I forget what. But the guy who was getting sued, his lawyer successfully argued that no, it wasn't discrimination. He treats everyone like a douchebag. Like, they brought in a bunch of witnesses who all said, yeah, this guy's a douchebag to me. Yeah, this guy's a total douchebag to me. Yeah, this guy's a total douchebag to me too. <laughs> Basically, the lawyer proved that every single person who ever interacts with this guy absolutely hates his guts because he's just a total butthole. So, therefore, it couldn't possibly be discrimination because this guy treats everyone terribly. So, I guess the lesson to be learned from this is that if you're going to be a douchebag, at least be an equal opportunity douchebag. Our next Reddit post is from Student Life. I'm a pretty avid swimmer, and I've been looking forward to getting back to the pool now that the restrictions are loosening up where I am. At the moment, they make everyone enter the pool by going through the family changing room. Then you exit through the men's or women's changing room. They've staggered the swim end times, so there's not too many people in the change rooms at once. Well, on this particular day, the kids' swimming lessons ended about 15 minutes before my open swim time finished. I suppose that since the family changing room was kids only, this entitled mother decided to go into the men's changing room with her son after the swim was over. I suppose she lost track of time, because 15 minutes later, myself and a couple of other men entered the men's changing room. Nobody really said anything, and I didn't really think anything of it, since I figured that she'd be long gone by the time I got back from the showers. Well, I came back from the shower wrapped in a towel, and she's still there helping her son. They happened to be right next to my locker, so I decide, whatever, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Plus, I gotta get going. So, like normal, I take off my towel and start drying off, when I hear a loud gasp, and this is how the conversation goes. Oh my god, seriously? Can't you see that I'm right here? Um, what? Ugh, I don't want to see your penis. Uh, this is the men's locker room. I'm doing you a favor by not saying anything. Well, the family changing room is closed, so you need to be respectful of the moms that need to come in here. Why not take him to the women's changing room? He's above the age of being allowed in the women's changing room. 
aren't you above the age of being allowed in the men's changing room? I'm his mother. Now please cover up. At this point, I decide to just ignore her and keep doing my own thing while she keeps giving me dirty looks the whole time. <laughs> and on her way out, she says, Next time, I'm going to report you to the staff. Okay, crazy lady. Okay. OP, you're giving this woman way too much leeway. Guys deserve privacy just like women deserve privacy. If an adult man took his young daughter to the women's changing room, of course he'd get reported. Why wouldn't he? So, shouldn't adult women who go to the men's changing room be held to the same standard? Our next Reddit post is from Morosa. I currently don't speak to my mother, nor have I for many months now. But, somehow, she still finds a way to butt into my life and the decisions I make for my child. My husband and I both come from anti-vax families. His side is against it, but doesn't shame us for vaccinating our daughter. My mother, however, really has a lot to say about it. Since my husband and I were both raised to not believe in science, it was pretty natural for us to be against vaccinating our daughter when she was born. I had a home birth, so it was easy to avoid everything. We would lie to pediatricians about it and just did what our parents did when we were kids. But when the new vaccine for COVID was released, I started to consider getting it, and I decided to do some actual research on vaccines as a whole. My husband and I made the decision to get vaccinated, and we also made the decision to put our six-month-old baby on a vaccination schedule to catch her up. We went in this morning to get her first shots. Everything went smoothly, and so far she seems fine. She's been fussy and sleepier than normal, but the pediatrician said that's normal and will go away in a day or two. We left feeling proud and that we were able to educate ourselves effectively and set our baby up for success. Then I got a call from my grandpa, or so I thought. I answered the phone, and the first thing I hear is, When you wake up and she isn't breathing, you'll be sorry. I can't believe you did this to my little girl. I hang up immediately and start to panic. I eventually traced it back to a family member who's a doctor. I was asking her questions about vaccines, and I told her we were going in today. I guess she told my grandpa how excited she was for us, and then he told my mom, and then boom, end of the world. My mother-in-law found out later and seemed supportive given her opinions about vaccines. She told us, it's your decision, and I trust that whatever you do is what's best for her. So I'm glad we have her to help reassure us a bit. But now, I've been getting texts and calls from my mom through my grandpa's phone, absolutely freaking out, saying that she hopes something happens to her so that I'll see the consequences of my actions. Also, that she's praying for my daughter, whatever that means. Ultimately, we're confident with our decision and will continue with her schedule. Although, at times, we do question if we made the right decision. I'm sure everything will be fine, but my mother seriously needs to chill out. This woman cares so much about being right that she wishes harm on a six-month-old baby? OP, your mother sounds super toxic, and based on this story, I don't blame you for not talking to her for months. Our next Reddit post is from Bludgeoner. The entitled mother in this story is my flatmate's sister. She stopped by to pick up some things her parents had left there and she brought her five-year-old with her. There was fried chicken resting on the countertop that I was preparing for lunch, and without asking anyone if she could have any, she took a piece and fed it to her child. This was a huge effing mistake. I'm a pepperhead, and this batch of fried chicken was designed to be a struggle for me. The marinade had ghost pepper sauce in it. The flour and breadcrumbs were loaded with cayenne pepper and chili powder. And the oil sauce was made with more of the ghost pepper sauce. Absolute effing madness. I'm upstairs trying to avoid the entitled mother when I hear all hell break loose down below. 
The kid is in absolute agony crying at the top of her lungs and Entitled Mother is screaming her head off. I pop down to see what the hell is going on. My flatmate is trying to relieve the kid with ice cubes and milk while Entitled Mother is letting loose about how we hurt her baby. I ask what happened and the Entitled Mother says the kid climbed up and got the chicken and starts berating us about how dangerous it was to leave spicy food around small kids. My flatmate calls her out on her BS and says there's no way that her kid got up there. The chicken was pushed all the way to the back of the counter. After denying it, she eventually slips and says something like, How was I supposed to know? We press her on why she thought that she could just take food that didn't belong to her and give it to her kid. She has no idea what's in the food, and then she starts getting into some hysteric crying and screaming routine. Calling my flatmate irresponsible, accusing us of child abuse, and saying that we've ruined her day when she just wanted to see her brother. She said people are going to think that she hits her kid, and she was doing us a favor by picking up stuff that her parents left. She wasn't doing us a favor, it was her old stuff. And then she started throwing stuff against the wall. At this point, she's so out of control that she's actually got snot coming out of her nose. She takes the ice and the milk from the kid, who's still in complete agony and storms off to this car, dragging this poor kid along with her. It was an interesting afternoon. Good chicken, though. Our next Reddit post is from Pecker. My story begins eight years ago when I started seeing a girl who's now my ex, the entitled mother of this story. She has a daughter who we'll call Sally. When entitled mother and I got together, it seemed perfect except for one thing. Sally's dad seemed to never want to see his daughter. Me, being the caring person that I am who was raised by a step-parent, gladly stepped up to become this girl's daddy. Time went on and we had a son. More time went on, and I started to see how manipulative she is and all around crazy, so I decided to break it off with her. One month later, she tells me that she's pregnant, and being the logical person that I am, I know that babies don't save relationships. And I was there for her every step of the way during her pregnancy, and gladly, I have both of my sons every other weekend and holidays, as well as four weeks during the summer. Enter her new boyfriend. I notice my now two-year-old son calling her boyfriend daddy, and after talking to her about this and trying to reason with her that she's confusing our youngest son, it clicks in my head, and I'm overcome with guilt as I now realize that I was used to push her daughter's father out of the picture. And she's now trying to do the same thing to me. Luckily, Sally's father wasn't hard to track down. I spoke with him on the phone about everything that happened and apologized over and over again for being blind enough to be able to be used like that. And I'm now letting him see his daughter after seven years because I was smart enough to get a parent plan. And his daughter comes over to my house with my sons. The entitled mother doesn't know this yet, but we're both taking her to court and doing whatever we can to get our children away from her. That was our slash entitled parents, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put on new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.